0: Hey, welcome back to Season 3 of Pigeonhole Hockey, a participating member of the Hockey Focus family podcasts. This is Chris, and today is co host, Steve. Hey, how's it going, hockey fans? And you know us, we're just a couple goalies that have taken one too many pucks at the head and do not claim to be hockey experts, but simply overzealous hockey fans that love to play, watch, read, and talk about hockey. Uh, so, how goes life, Steve? Uh, it's
1: going all right, my friend. Just here's my one big complaint. <clears throat> I actually should uh, get you to share pictures on our Pigeonhole. uh web page uh our web page i'll get you to share pictures of my halloween decorations is it I'm just
0: coyotes uh jerseys or
1: no heck no heck no I'll, I'll, do, I'll do that when i start winning again no it's i go pretty insane i'm little clark griswold but we had a uh, another huge storm come swooping on through and three hours of me repairing damage to my decorations on sunday so uh, yeah I was pretty heartbroken and the whole neighborhood heard me cursing the, the entire time it was awesome <laughs> so yeah they're back up they're ready to go i'm gonna add some more on there so i'll uh, take some more photos and this year is actually because my daughter's um because i don't know if people you know uh, that aren't from the arizona area now realize how expensive hockey is here you know back home in canada i remember people complaining that, you know, ice time is like 70, 80 bucks going up to 90, probably could be higher there now, right? And and I think it starts in around the 250, 300 an hour <laughs> slot here in Arizona, because of the cost, so the problem here, you know, with building the game, and they're doing a good job with all, you know, considering what they're given here, because we live in a desert, is just the expense of hockey, right? It's the equipment sharing programs, they're not subsidized as well, so... You know, teams out here have their hands full, right? Trying to, you know, help build hockey. So looking forward to the Coyotes in about two to three years, they're going to be stacked.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I've been saying that about the Sabres for <laughs> 10 years. So
1: hey, they're, 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 finally, they're on the right path. It seems
0: yes, like. Yes, yes, they are. I think they're going to actually make the playoffs this year. They're not going to go far, but this is a team. I know you don't think they are. I think they're a team capable of 100% making the playoffs this year. You that's what, again the whole captaincy conversation, which I know could be a whole episode. Uh, I don't like the young captain thing. Like, okay, he's 18 years old, he's been drafted first overall. Let's make him the captain of the team. Mm-hmm. That's, I think, the dumbest thing you could do. I think that's idiotic. So, um, here's a question
1: it could be one, but I'm gonna throw it out there. What do you think of Suzuki as the captain of the Canadians?
0: It's good if they would have named him the captain right out the gate, like. The second they got him onto the team, I think that would have been again idiotic. But Suzuki's been there now for a few years, right? Because he he came over yeah. from uh yeah, from
1: fake his golden knights. Thank you, yeah. golden knights.
0: But the thing uh, is he's matured within the organization, he's earned his reputation within the organization. And I think, you know, I think it was wasn't I wasn't surprised. Again, one of those like Kachuk, I was not surprised. If the if it's a young guy that's named Captain it's a guy who's at least been there. Yeah, I agree with I, that. I d- Yeah. I, I don't like these kids that come right in. I think it was Jonathan Taze, McKinnon, right? A few others that were jumped on. Like, I don't even think Crosby was named the captain of the Penguins right out the gate. Or Ovi. I don't think Ovi was named the cap- capitals right out the gate. I think if they come in, they don't – they're not a leader. They're 18, 19 years old. Yeah, if – I don't even think a lot of these junior teams, they don't take, oh, this is the best kid on our team, so we're going to name him the captain. That's not what – that's not what you want. I'm sorry. That's not a captain that just happens (laughs) to be the best player on the team, potentially. And so – the captain needs to be, I believe, an actual leader. And I know for our second anniversary special, this is a weird rant to start on. but <laughs> It's a great <laughs> rant. Know. This is how we started, was ranting. It really <laughs> is. This is how we started this podcast two years ago during COVID, was just ranting. Anchor without hockey is what inspired this. We just wanted to talk <laughs> hockey. And well, we talk hockey all the time. We just decided to start recording it. and people. Yeah. Well, anyway, you know, one of our bizarre rants that we go on. Well, what well, well, as the, during that rant, I just came up with an episode idea that I think we need to do. And uh, again, like for anyone that hasn't listened to the previous episode where we got to talk to the Provo Predators forwards, Gak and Misha, honestly, I was so embarrassed because Brendan was literally saying his name, I think, perfectly during this broadcast because uh, the Provo Predators visited NOCO. And congratulations to Bryce and Stern getting a shutout in the second game of that series. So they split yep. the series and. Uh, I will say also congrats to uh, fantasy team member, Charles Anthony Barbeau, who got the initial shutout. So it was a good shutout weekend for both teams. Mishar got a goal as well. I think he got the second goal of the game in the two, nothing shutout over Noko on Saturday. I think we should bring on one of those boys. Cause I think just having one guest makes it a little bit more fun. Uh, so we should bring on Misha or Gak. And uh, what we should do is go through all 32 NHL teams and thumbs up or thumbs down the captaincy? Ah, that's a good one. And if we thumbs down the captaincy, who on that team would we replace with it? Or if it's a team that doesn't have a captain, who would we name a captain? I think that'd be a fun episode to bring on one of the boys for.
1: That's a good episode. You know what I liked when we asked Misha the question about who he, you know, would like or would like, would not like to face as a goaltender in the NHL? He just
0: yeah, wanted yeah. To
1: fa- he just wanted to face them, right? Like he just yeah. would love to face the best. You know, to come up. Well, same
0: a with shot. Gak. Gak just wanted yeah. to take a shot on Bennington.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He would, he would, yeah. And that's that's the hometown boy. Right. So I get I get that, too. But and it's nothing against Bennington's game. He's a great goaltender. But it was interesting. like One I just take because I'm a goalie. Right. So
0: yeah, we uh, are. So
1: you go figure. Uh, Thanks, but, buddy.
0: <laughs> 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 you forgot that because of all the pucks in the head.
1: <laughs> exactly. exactly. <laughs> it was interesting having that take. Now, I had this you know thought when i was sitting on the couch because we we're you know thinking about podcasts when i'm watching hockey go figure me doing what i love to do uh, watch wish i could play but one of the one of the yeah. thoughts i had because i was watching a really good game and i think it was i think it was the uh i think it was the avalanche game the other night against the the minnesota wild it just kept going back and forth back and forth and then you know, the then the lead spread out more and it would shrink type of thing. And part of me was, no, it wasn't the Avalanche game because the Wild aren't playing well. But anyway, it was a good, it was a great, you know, game of hockey. It was really fun to watch. And part of me was thinking, you know, do I want the other team to come back and win so I get greedy and get to watch more hockey, get to watch the fun three on three overtime, right? But then the other part of me was, do I want, do I really want to spoil it for a goaltender that was really playing well, you know, in spite of the goals? Yeah. And me being a selfish goaltender, I was like, nah, I want the Tennessee to prevail, right? I want him to shut down that other team and earn that victory, right? That's what I want yep. to see happen. But then, you know, really sitting there thinking about it going, well, as the greedy just hockey fan overall, maybe I want to watch that overtime and watch some more fun, exciting hockey. It may have been the Battle of Alberta, because that was a fun game to watch too. A lot of good games this year so far. But, yeah, so just throwing that out there for you hockey fans. What would you rather see? Would you rather see the games go to overtime when two teams are playing well? Or do you want to watch that goaltender make that stance and shut them on down?
0: I'm just going to be outright. I I loved the performances begin between uh, Provo and Noko this weekend. I love Barbeau stood on his head in that game. And then Stern did the same thing in the following game. And honestly, even... Even in that second game, Roussel only let in two goals. I think he was pretty happy he wasn't run down this game because I think the last couple games between uh, between Utah and Pueblo, he has kind of got – uh, well, he, he got Luchiched in the Utah Outliers game. Um, and then he – again, one of the – I won't say that the player, but the, he ran right into Roussel as well after Roussel covered the puck up. And I'm just like, what is it about Roussel that they keep running that kid? I don't yeah. – I know. Maybe I, he looks watched, too good in that Colorado jersey. I don't know what it is. But, uh, I mean, he's been hit a couple times, and I'm like, okay. Part
1: of it, for, for me, like sometimes it's going to be unavoidable, right? Sometimes, like when the goal is That was avoidable, play, Right? So when it's unavoidable, I'm okay with the players sort of crouching down and just bracing for impact, right? Uh, but the one thing I'll point out, you know, and I'm sorry I'm f- flipping this to the NHL, but it's the best example I can give. Shane Doan took himself out of the playoffs when the Coyotes were pouncing the Red Wings because he leapt over top of Osgood and crashed shoulder first into the boards. The Coyotes wouldn't let him come back. Like, Don't, good luck trying to keep him off the ice. He was going to play with a separated shoulder, and they just wouldn't let him do it. And he's right. such a class act of a person. Like, I said, Donor, I'm sorry I have to ask you about this, but if you can go back and redo that, would you have crashed? And Don't, just, he, he, you know, it's that smile, and you could see that, that you know, inkling in his head. He's like, nah. I did I did the right thing. And that's done in a nutshell, which is kind of funny because you also beat the living crap out of a boy <laughs> pretty easily, but uh, yeah. that farm boy's strength is incredible, but he avoided them. He could he he rightfully could have just crashed into Osgood, which would have hurt Osgood. No do- no doubt about it. So, I watched that play. It was dirty. Like, avoid the goalie. You could have avoided him, right? And I don't want to hear the goalie's in the net just just smash into him like, come on, guys. We know what's going to
0: happen. Yeah. 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 And uh, yeah, I think that's why, uh, again, I don't know if if the USPHL has it doesn't look like they have a disciplinary board or anyone for that. So putting my hand up, I'll take that position. I watch all the Western games anyways. I can at least do the West and any other team can submit their uh grievances to a specific email and I can definitely take on that role because I saw the EOJHL Mark Franch our our friend up there who's the EOJHL commissioner uh, they just named a uh, director of player safety that might not be the official title Uh, I think it's important you need that and I think I have saved at least (laughs) I don't know which one of you were laughing after I sent that clip that uh, I'm like dude I've got a literally already a folder full of what i would consider a hundred percent avoidable suspendable uh plays already in the west and i know people could be like especially if and i'm not going to go on the rant i am not going to go on the rant about i'm just going to say that if you want to know what it sounds like watch a bruins game what i'm going to say is that i have saved clips against my favorite teams You know, and I think everyone who listens to these podcasts know what they are, because I don't care if you play on my favorite team or one of my favorite teams in the USPHL. A dirty play is a dirty play, and they shouldn't be in the game. Um, The Players, there should be consequences to players who intentionally went out of their way to potentially seriously injure another player, whether that's knee on knee, whether that's back to the check right there, you know, the. If you can see the kids' numbers and you're going to send them right into the boards in a vulnerable position, sorry, suspend them. The headshots, 100%. I saw one where I just gasped this weekend, and I think it was a Northwest game. And I'm just like, okay, suspend the kid. I'm just like, (laughs) Uh, there's – got to send a message because if there's no fear of them getting suspended – you're going to have a couple of these players that are like, well, you know what retribution? You're like, this kid hit me a game. I didn't feel it was right. And I'm just going to, I'm going to hurt him next time I see him. You know, we take numbers during games. We all do it in hockey. And if you have no fear of retribution, like when I was playing in England and nothing was filmed and I knew there was only one ref on the ice, no linesman, one ref. I took my Liberty with players that got under my skin because there was no fear of retribution until I did get caught. I was suspended a couple times, but that's when I got caught. And I think if there's that fear of, I guess, the fear of missing out because you're not going to be playing hockey and that's going to hurt your team, I think there should be suspendable plays. Absolutely. And I think that that hit on Roussel was 100% suspendable. I want to guarantee at least another almost two dozen in the books that I'm like suspend, 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 because I'm like, yeah, if players are going to get away with this stuff, and it's been in the Pacific, it's been in the Northwest, it's been in the mountain. Suspend the player. Uh, you need a disciplinary board to suspend the players and send the message. And I think, again, they're young men, right? We were both there a while ago. <laughs> so um, we your emotions get controlled. But, yeah, you need to have it reeled in.
1: Yeah, Back when... Uh...
0: <laughs> back when i was wearing back when the dinosaurs here.
1: Equipment, my friend <laughs> <Back> <laughs> when that was strapped on me and that was considered protection when i would take yeah. a shot to the rib cage a visible bruise and people saying i'll oh, yeah. just suck it up kid that's part of hockey life now i'd love like i always go back and say this now i would love because i've never played with the newer equipment the lighter pads the bigger pads i, I never played with any of that yeah. it was all coming in just as my knees were saying you're done but to your point, I would love to hear back from people on this, too, because, yeah. you know, uh, on on this topic is one thing, because I you know, protect the game, protect the players. Right. The hundred percent that like the Sidney Crosby thing, his concussion and him sitting out a year is what really flipped the switch in the NHL. You can't lose. A, you can't lose. You shouldn't lose any players due to unnecessary headshots, you know, and things like that. Now, on the flip side of that is the referees putting away their whistles because it's the one thing that drives me
0: no. nuts drives i will say okay 50 50 50 50 50 percent of these are caught by the refs 50 percent are not and the, and the refs do kick players out of the game yeah they do get but i don't know again there's nothing public about any player suspensions that i'm aware of i mean i, I could be over i seriously could be overlooking it honestly people correct me if i'm wrong honestly i don't see it but a lot of these plays are called during the game, but there's no further discipline that I'm aware of. And so, yeah, I just think that somebody, somebody, and I know it's a huge league. we got 72 teams. And like I said, I, you talk with these kids. I mean, we've talked with Gak and Misha, we've talked with Jack and Stanford and Tucker and uh, back, I mean, he wasn't USPHL, but we've talked with Bradley out of the EOJHL. I mean, we talk with these players. You don't want to see any of these kids get hurt and you You want to see them have a long, happy, healthy future inside or outside of hockey. So I think you need something within the league that's taking a look at plays that could really, really put the league. And this is a league protection issue, too, that could put the league in a bad spotlight. You know, if you have a player that's just a player that's known to just target players, make the wrong moves and everything. Oh, he maybe gets a suspension for a game or something for a fight and then he's back in the next game ready to. Try to kill another player. I think if you have something where they're like, no, we're handing out 15 games because he had the moment watching the video to avoid the hit. He didn't avoid the hit. He leapt with his shoulder towards the player's head into the boom suspension, a big suspension. You send the thing out to the league. Like, this is the type of stuff that's going to get players suspended. This is not the stuff that belongs in the USPHO. I love the fact that the USPHO is one of the few leagues that does not allow fighting. But there should be something because I know the league's grown like just insane over the last couple of years. So there's a lot of logistical situations I don't understand within the within the league. And again, I'm only targeting the USPHL because it's the one I obsessively watch the most, specifically the West. And I just think there's a lot of amazing players in the West and there's a lot of amazing teams. And I've seen. No shortage so far this year of horrified right now. They're laying on the ice. That was a dirty hit. Yes, a player's getting a five minute major in a game misconduct, but is there anything else following this? Because there should be. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I agree. Sorry. That's a weird second anniversary rant here.
1: That's okay. You're getting it off your chest. But going back to my point, it's not even just about that, Chris, about them. You know, because sometimes refs are going to miss something. Right? It's going to happen. Yeah. What I get yeah. pissed about is there's a great game going on and all of a sudden the refs decide to put the whistles away. It, Because, it, it, yeah. you know, it's that mentality. Well, they don't want a penalty to decide the game. I'm like, but it's a penalty. Right. So you're deciding the game. So it'll drive me nuts when you see a player coming on in, you know, in the third period of a tie game. He's got a, He's open for a shot. You see the hook on the hands that's called every single time. But they decide to put the whistle away for that one. I'm like, No. Don't do that because you, you, you're you just going against, you know, what you've been calling all game. Like if you're putting your whistles away, put them away from the whole right from the start of the game. Right. And it's almost yeah. going back to like watch the NHL every single year. Right. Every year to start the season, they're overblowing calls. Right. Just like, do you remember that whole face off debacle crap that was going on, man? Oh, yeah. my yeah. goodness. Like it was I get it, guys. I understood what you were trying to do. Right. But the second a guy got a penalty because his skate infringed, like, come on, like it got it got to be ridiculous. I I get what you were trying to do, but they don't think some of these things through. But it's the it's the obvious trip or the obvious, you know, hook on a guy that's wide open or something like that. And they just don't call it. Drives me nuts, especially in the playoffs. We understand it's going to get more physical. Right. We understand, you know, that these players are just drained and still running on fumes and getting this done but for the love of god if there's if it's a penalty just call it
0: because it's been a penalty all season yeah and I don't see that like that's definitely something you 100% recognize in the uh NHL I don't see that truthfully I don't see that in I don't see that really in the USPHL the NAHL I haven't seen it in the EOJHL or, or the EHL or EHLP I think the refs for the most cases in the junior hockey level, again I could be wrong, but I've watched a lot of hockey and I don't generally yell at the refs. They miss they miss calls, but there isn't this there isn't a standard within the game. It doesn't matter if it's a showcase series or nationals. The refs seem pretty standard across the board. Either they're really good or they suck. But there's not a standard of oh it's a playoffs let them play. I've seen, I've seen calls just straight up get called. It's just like. Oh, it doesn't matter. It's the national championship and you're down five, nothing. Yeah, it was a stupid penalty. You're getting called on it again. Uh, oh, you're getting another one. Five on three. It's like, I, I think generally from what I'm seeing in the junior hockey level, again, I could be wrong, but I don't believe I am. The refs, generally are refs because they love the game. It's It's not like they're making like mad bank, like NHL referees. They want to keep those jobs. So they call the game. And again, whether they suck at it or not is irrelevant. But I haven't seen the the standard what you see in the NHL, where it's like, oh, okay, we can get away with this now because it's it's the playoffs, and and it's like, no, it, if it's a penalty, it's a penalty. And
1: so yeah, I yep. you know, for me, it's hard for me to comment because I was watching, you know, I watch games through the USPHL, you know, randomly when I have the extra time to do it. You know, I I wish I they wish i could do nothing but hockey trust me on that um it's great yeah I know. um <laughs> <laughs> but um you know so the you know like for example like growing up watching the OHL, my hometown hounds you know we used i used to see that stuff happen where the rest would in in the you know the stuff put away the whistles and we would drive me nuts uh you know so that's why i came up with that rant because hey if you're gonna call it call it even Called the same thing throughout the entire game or the entire season, right? Except if something's excessive. Going back to this, you know, it's this is actually, you know, our our anniversary here, and it, it's kind of hilarious that we went on rants because that's again
0: how we got here. That's how we started. <laughs>
1: but it was Chris that really noticed, you know, when we were talking. We were just two hockey fans when we talk about the NHL. You know, people weren't paying attention. You had this passion for USPHL and yeah. uh, unfortunately our plans to go watch the the mustangs play just never came to fruition we just couldn't get the timing down yet but yet. yes yeah we'll get there we'll get there because i want to go check them on out because it sounds like a hell of a lot of fun i uh, got to watch those provo predators now too but um it was interesting chris because you noticed that was our biggest you know or we got our, the most downloads and Uh, most responses was from those games. And it was brilliant because you're right, this was an underrepresented, you know, portion of the hockey world that just was not getting its attention. So, you know, you were already into it and you dove fully into it. Kudos to you, man. I wish I could have did the same. But, you know, so to give our fans an example, like how many downloads, you know, do you get typically from one of your episodes covering the USPHL and other minor leagues?
0: Oh, I would say a typical... I'm not 100% sure for a typical episode. I know we've had about 9,000 downloads so far, and we're, what, 200? This is like maybe episode 233. Um, but yeah, we had a lot during COVID. People are like, wow, you guys have a lot of episodes. I'm like, yeah, well, like about 160 of them came out of the first year. <laughs> like, uh, We had nothing better to do during COVID but talk about hockey and record it, and people listened because they had nothing better to do than listen to us. I would guesstimate that we average about I don't know, Truthfully, like 40, 50 downloads an episodes. Some episodes are, you know, we only get like maybe 20 other episodes. will get over a hundred. So, uh, but yeah, whatever the average is of about 9,000 with a uh, 233 episodes would be our average, I guess. <laughs> you know? Yeah.
1: And, and what I think, um, what I think I'm going to do going forward is just talk with you when I can a little bit more and, and, and ask you, Hey, which game should I try to watch this weekend or a couple of games? You know, oh, yeah, really I like can that.
0: definitely give you recommendations. Seattle and Vernal going at it this past weekend, both being undefeated in the Northwest. You know, I was locked in.
1: Nice, nice. So, where are you seeing most of the downloads coming from?
0: Well, basically, the bulk of the downloads, uh, let me look at my thing here. We have downloads week, we have the top 10 countries where downloads are coming from. So, 10 through 6 is basically Australia, Finland, Sweden, the UK, and Russia.
1: Australia's tuning in for Steve Irwin. I hate to tell you, buddy.
0: <laughs> they, they really are. <laughs> Apparently they're like, wait, Steve Irwin's on the thing. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, we're, we're getting them out of uh those are like the, the ones that are the, the six to 10, but the uh, top five, I think there's going to be one country that actually quite shocks you here. Cause it shocks me, but we get hits every week at number five is India. Really? Yeah. We get a lot of hits out of India. Uh, number four is France. Number three is Denmark. And I think it's because I wear a lot of my stuff here and I've met a lot of people here. So I think a lot of downloads come from just my communications here. And then, of course, Canada and the U.S. Uh, round up the top 10 there. But um, but yeah, I think the biggest shocker of all of these is... a. Uh, that India is not only in the top 10, it's top five. We actually have a lot of passionate fans out of India listening to the podcast. So we'll see. We'll see about talking about more more hockey coming out of France and India
1: moving forward. But Hey, um, hey, hey India, if you want to build your hockey program, you can uh, bring Chris and I in. We'll
0: happily help you do it. That, that would be exciting. Seriously. There's some actually really cool hockey happening out of India. You, you look anywhere in the world, there's hockey happening almost everywhere. And it's always exciting because it's hockey. Best board on the planet, but yeah, um, that's basically where the bulk of our downloads come from.
1: Yeah, and then what's the best platform for this though? Wait, which ones do you see in the top? Uh,
0: the platform, I mean, the most we get is Apple. Apple podcasts probably account for over fifty percent of our downloads. A lot of people listen off Apple, um, and then we are, our hosting site is Simplecast. So Simplecast is where we get the next most downloads from. But then it's like Spotify, Chrome, iTunes, Deezer, Google. Cashbox, Bullhorn, and uh, Jigsaw. So those are the the top ten, so to speak, uh, downloads. But yeah, I'd say over fifty percent comes out of Apple alone. And I don't know, my my Apple login in the last couple weeks has gone weird. If anyone else is having the same issue, reach out to me and explain to me why. But uh, it's on all platforms. I'm having an issue with Apple. But yeah.
1: Now this is i uh, I'm interested to see you. what are our top. 10 episodes that have been downloaded. <laughs> How many top am I not in? <laughs> Steve, I hate to tell you uh, the top 10 you're in number
0: 99. <laughs> We're about that, to find buddy. out here. <laughs> <laughs> about to find out, but at number 10, because I'm just going to click on all these at number 10 was our interview with Tristan Jensen, who at the time was the GM and head coach of the USPHL's Rum River Mallage who are now the Rum River well, – Oh, actually, not Rum River. They're the Asante Outlaws. And Tristan has his own team now, the Battle Creek Colonels in Michigan. So Battle um, Creek. the – Man- no, I got, got some up in
1: Battle Creek. Love the name of that town. Love the name of
0: that town. Dude, it's sick. And uh, honestly, his program's doing well. I've really loved the way the goalies are performing this year. And honestly, the jerseys pop. They really, really pop. No pun intended on Colonels. They really pop on the ice. They do. At number nine. I that was
1: bad, buddy.
0: <laughs> actually, that came off the fly. So I'm like, ooh, I can play with well, well, it didn't work as well as it should have. Um, well done. At number nine, this could be where, where it really comes out of the whole Denmark situation. Is episode 97, where we talked about the SHL, the Metaliga out of Denmark here, the KHL, the USHL, the ECHL, and AHL, and BCHL game recap stuff. Like that was just a mod Podge episode, but 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 i think because we have the metaliga in there i think there's a connection there between me being in copenhagen i was talking about the metaliga and this being a very popular episode for people to download seeing that the podcast is out of copenhagen so yeah that one actually interestingly lands at number nine and it was never a top episode until about six seven months ago and then it just kind of started creeping in which is weird because it's a It's a little bit older episode. I mean, it's I want to say from April 2021 or something like that. It's old for us. And then at number eight, it's going to be the episode uh, 133 with uh, basically Brian Erickson, who's the NHL's Northeast Generals head coach. And uh, that, I think, was the original episode with him on. I don't think this is like one of the add on episodes. I think this was the initial episode we had with Brian Erickson um at number seven it was episode 216 with nick dreyer the gm and head coach of the provo predators so that episode was just in july and it's already sitting at number seven so that's been a very very popular episode so far
1: that's pretty cool <laughs> that's pretty cool my friend
0: yeah it is and uh you know it's cool because uh, it's it's good that a new team like that gets um gets a lot of attention and uh, of course we're big fans of nick as a uh, you know we we had multiple interviews with him as yeah. the assistant coach of the Mustangs before he was actually the head coach and GM of the Predators. And speaking of new teams, our number 6 episode was with none other than Sam Taffel of the new EHLP's Union Thunder, who which we will give a big shout out to because they got their first ever EHLP franchise win on Sunday. Nice. Getting the first one of their belts usually the hardest, right? that it is and it, it's been I'm, obviously i've seen a lot of expansion teams so far in multiple leagues to having a rough go of it so far but that's uh that's uh, that's an expansion uh reality truthfully it's 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 never easy in the beginning at number five so we're going to talk about our top five episodes we actually have the interview with stanford zito when he was part of the ogden mustangs uh, that is still a very popular episode it still gets downloads very cool that uh Stanford's episode is still top five. at number four, we have again a Brian Erickson episode. This was episode one eighty four. I think this is when he came back on. uh and I think we just kind of chatted with him again. <laughs> but uh whenever Brian's on, people are usually listening. At number three, we have the top sixteen plays of junior hockey so far. And I think this episode was, man, this one's older. Uh, yeah, this was November 2021. So almost a year ago. But this is just one of our initial like highlight episodes before I got the uh, written permission from Hockey TV to share video. People wanted to hear what we were talking about and what plays we were discussing. Uh, so the fact that that episode did so well is why we continued to do that. Um, But yeah, that was the uh, top three episodes. So top two, this is going to be weird. Top two is a bonus episode. The second most ever downloaded episode doesn't even have a number. It was 189's bonus episode. And I think 189 is when me and the Northern Colorado Eagles play-by-play announcer Brendan Price uh, were talking about, I think, the plays of the year out of the uh, Mountain Division. And then we decided to do the unedited bonus episode episode. And give out awards that I had basically had fifteen awards lined up in that episode, people loved it, and people really really I think people were very happy again, this is the attention like you'd mentioned earlier, basically not as many people paying attention to junior hockey as they do pro hockey, and uh us following the mountain division all year, um basically handing out fifteen awards for what we saw throughout the year and uh that was really that was taken very well. But the number one episode for the entire podcast so far that's gotten the most downloads was actually very recently. And this was in June when we brought on the NHL's New Jersey Titans, Gary Biggs, who is a scout for the Jersey Titans. And of course, they are the NHL champions this year. They are the Robertson Cup champions. That episode did amazing. And I think that uh, this speaks you know quite well to the fact that three of our biggest episodes have come out of um the null and uh i think what does that make three of the top six so a lot of people are watching a lot of people are interested uh they've been awesome conversations a lot of fun we want to bring i mean we brought brian on a bunch of times now and it's funny uh, he still i think makes fun of me and sebastian for the first time we all ever communicated me and sebastian were both sitting in um uh, tank tops and he's like oh Oh, crap. I didn't get the memo. Am I supposed to be wearing a tank top for this episode? (laughs) That that was funny. But uh, it speaks more to Brian's personality, too. He's always super fun to have on. And uh, but people definitely love the episode with Gary. And uh, we can't wait to have him back on, too. But, yeah, those are the uh, top 10 episodes so far.
1: That's that's really cool. And it's fun talking with knowledgeable hockey people. Right. You know, so, you know, people that are in there, scouts are fun, GMs are fun, right? Head coaches, the players are always entertaining to interview and get their perspectives on things. Oh, just again, just, just talking hockey is just, you know, like I said, if I could spend my time doing that, that's what I'd be doing. Uh, so what have been your, yeah. do you have any favorite interviews or moments for the podcast?
0: Oof, uh... I would say my favorite interviews, and this might have been my answer last year, but it stands firm, is I love talking to the players. Our first ever interview was with Jack Jones, who was at that point, uh, he wasn't even the captain of the Mustangs at that point. Uh, He was alternate captain. It was such a blast to have a player on. uh, And he was our first ever, I don't think, he was our first ever player, but I don't think, Matt Couvret was our first ever all-interviewee. And at that point, he owned the uh, Empire Packers. But uh but yeah, Jack Jones, I think having the boys on has been the best part so far. Having him on and Bradley, Stanford and Tucker, and then most recently again, Gak and Misha. I think we have the most fun with those episodes. It's cool as it is talking to everyone else, because it has we've had a lot of again, a lot of really awesome guests over the last couple years. I mean, again, we mentioned Matt. We've had uh then Darren De who's part of uh, Queen University's IHRN. Of course, we've had like Nick. And uh, and Kenny on uh, who were both at that point, part of the Mustangs. And of course, again, Nick is now Provo. We've had Tristan Jensen and Martin Muellart, Brian Erickson, Brendan Price, who's routinely on. We've had Ben Keeley, the EoJHL Commissioner, Mark French. Jared Becker, the Austin awesome Bruins, we had Frank Longo, and uh even uh Ben's partner, Gabby, we've had her on. So that was a fun, I think, Valentine's Day hockey trivia episode, if I recall correctly. Mm-hmm. Uh and then guys like again, Sam Taffel and Gary Biggs. So those have all been, the interviews are the best, but the interviews with the with with the boys is uh I think those have been the most fun so far. Those are my favorite moments for so far the podcast.
1: Yeah, so just for me overall, again, talking hockey uh unfortunately c bass couldn't be on here today i was looking forward to some banter back with him because
0: that would have been fun yeah he had a
1: yeah yeah well,
0: he's we, got a busy busy life right yeah, now Yeah, he, right?
1: he does he does it's it's a <laughs> little bit of chaos right now but it'll eventually it'll settle yeah. down but yeah it's 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 bantering with you you two knuckleheads that uh you know i look forward to and trust me i like talking to the players i love speaking with gms and just you know finding out there are the different perspectives of the game right but you know yeah he's just been talking with you boys about hockey you know Sebastian was a hell of a find right when you when you started chatting back and forth with him
0: when all three of us started talking he was a natural fit yeah I mean it was just like okay we got we, we got to make him a regular you know and so uh <laughs> we brought him on a co-host within like a few episodes of talking with him because I'm like no uh you know the three of us just instantly connected you know yeah, and he'll call me on my BS pretty quick, and he loves to get
1: me hyped up. He knows how to, he knows how to push the
0: buttons. <laughs> he knows. So. you got to listen back. The amount of times we – like, if you don't listen back to these, first of all, shame on you. But the amount of times we just take shots at you on this podcast and you've never said anything uh, <laughs> is our test of whether or not you're listening. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> uh, especially because we knew your life got super busy, so we're like, every couple episodes, let's just take a shot at Steve and we've done it and you've never mentioned it so you might have to just listen to hey, the episodes man. hey dude
1: just like a true tendy you took the shot and i just deflected it buddy there's there's, there's nothing uh,
0: uh <laughs> nothing for me to worry about. yeah but you deflected it into the netting because <laughs> i need a time out, dude, to
1: get a i need a time out to get off the ice buddy come on
0: <laughs>
1: once i'm down i'm down and out now so
0: yeah the boys need to change out i deflected it out God, get some guys on here with some gears. <laughs> yeah. So,
1: yeah, it's been, it's been a lot of fun. It's great that I've been able to jump back on and, uh, you know, get going back here with pigeonhole hockey again. Uh, the COVID time, it was a way to pull me on out of this and talk some hockey and have some fun. And then, uh, with, uh, cause I'm in the medical recruiting industry <laughs> when COVID uh, hit and also, uh, just accelerated how busy i got like almost and what i think a two-month span you saw me go from i have time to like I have zero time so it was a Oh no no that
0: go. was very clear that was very clear and that's why it's like hey dude because i know at that point you were kind of getting stressed about even jumping on a podcast i'm like hey man just take a breather uh you know at that point we still had ben and we still do have ben and we have sea bass it's like man, when you have, when your time frees up, hit me up. And that's what pretty much happened this summer. You're like, Hey, I know it's almost been like a year and a half, but I have time to jump on a podcast. It's like sick. So, and your timing couldn't have been any more perfect because CBass is like, man, I'm a head coach. I'm a GM. My job is insane and I'm about to have a baby. I'm like, no problem. Steve's coming back. So, you know, CBass, I know. And CBass sends me messages routinely. He's like, You don't know how bad right now I want to jump on a podcast. I'm like, no, I know you do. (laughs) But you were doing the same thing. You'd be messaging me. You're like, I just need to talk about hockey. It's like, yeah, I I need a
1: distraction. So that's what's kind of funny is to pull into it. So my work life and home life can be really hectic. You know, I got two little girls uh, they are heavily involved in soccer. My older one's really loving it. My wife, you know, she's a working professional, probably works 23 out of 24 hours in a day. Oof. Um, yeah. And I'm working crazy hours. So it just I needed to, you know, this was the perfect distraction for me to get sucked out of that and just be in a happy place. And so my happy yeah. places were pigeonhole hockey in my hot tub. And then it became my uh Halloween and Christmas decoration. So you guys will see it's <laughs> like a form of meditation <laughs> for me. I actually have a few bevies and go outside and just look at my own lights. That's how crazy I am. Parker Griswold But yeah, yeah, there's just nothing better for me than talking hockey. Like it, it it's like I, I get on the phone with my pops, you know, once a week. And you know, we're they're talking with the girls, we're you know, we're skyping, and then my dad and I just naturally drift over to hockey. It's just that you know that connection so just love talking it hopefully over here the next couple of months i can delve into junior hockey more and start providing more insight uh, you know celebrating those goalies more than anything else because that's what i do uh
0: but just seriously same
1: yeah yeah. just something about a huge save like guys I, again misha Gak, you guys snipe a good goal hit me on up i will review it And um, if you make the goalie look ridiculous, I will comment on that. Uh, (laughs) If I think the goalie uh, was screened or something, I will say it, but still give you credit for a good shot. But I will be a goalie defender my entire life.
0: (laughs) Same here. Always. Always. And that's the thing. It's like the obviousness, like. Mean you started this is like again a couple goalies uh, and we are brain damaged if you guys didn't hear the previous podcast uh, you know tap into it but it's oh god what's happening down there uh, hey yeah babe <laughs> what yeah I checked the time I'm aware she's letting me know that um I've got to meet up with uh with my other coyotes friend here very soon uh but it sounds like her door handle fell off to the loft so something else I get to fix I'll, I'll fix it babe all right. Yeah, it's it's an old European apartment uh, from like 1742, so uh, things fall off here a lot. So if I had my full tools set, I'd be a lot more happy. But I, I got to do with the European tools I picked up. I'm not trying to restock a whole. Oh, whatever. Um, but uh, no, I, I feel you because I mean we started this podcast as a couple goalies and. It's so obvious when I'm watching highlights and I'm saving highlights and I was sending it to the team because the team reviews the highlights before I post them. Like, hey, this we're gonna create a top ten. Everyone review the 17 saves and the 14 goals I have here. And let's okay, let's be honest. It's more like 10 goals and 40 saves for the month. Um, I, I squeezed it down to 25 saves that I just had to show this month. And in like 10 or 11 goals 11 goals maybe and sebastian's like dude it's ridiculous that you don't save as many goals i'm like i'm a goalie i don't see the beauty in a great goal unless one of you guys tell me it's a great goal i can i can recognize a few great goals i can but i really need other people to be like dude what he did there was amazing I'm like oh OK, cool, because I'll be in the like as as my wife broke our loft door here. No, she didn't. That stupid door has been waiting to break and it's done it. She the amount of times this poor woman <laughs> has heard me lose my mind at like two o'clock in the morning watching a game. uh, And I'm like, oh, you know, I'm making some noise in the living room at two o'clock in the morning. And she comes up. What's wrong? I'm like, oh, no, nothing. Baxter. Sorry. She's like, what? Bax- Baxter? I'm like, no, this kid Baxter just made this stupid. Stupid save off of belly. She says, I don't care. Shut up. It's two o'clock in the morning. I'm like, okay. But like me and you get that excited about saves. Like I, the way that people go nuts over a great goal is the way I go over a great save. If I posted a save, I at least fell back in the couch watching you stop that puck. Yeah. Guaranteed. Like some of these times, like say, oh, it's not even that impressive. I'm like, you don't understand when that puck went right there. That, that, that shooter could have done anything, and that goalie just – like Tarantino, like I don't know what the hell his teammate was thinking. And then just right the center ice, and he just – right away, and he just drops there and stops the puck. You don't think it's impressive unless you know what Tarantino did in that moment and how he read that, oh, player X is on the ice. Player X usually does stupid things in practice. Oh, it's a game. And I, you know that as a goalie. You know your players that you're like, don't do that, man. Why would you stick yeah. – me and you can go off on that for days, but uh, I definitely do have to meet up with my buddy here because it is eh, I'm gonna be late. But um, but no, this is what this is what this podcast has been for us. It's been an amazing distraction, especially during COVID. Uh, I, I did a whole article about how this podcast has been good for our mental health as hosts and listening to other people's podcasts. It seems like that's a pretty common theme amongst us guys, at least. Um, is that uh, unlike my wife and her friends uh, that can just talk and call each other because that's what they do uh us men might have a little bit of a toxic trait where we don't do that so we come up with excuses like creating an entire podcast to uh to chat you know what i mean and it actually might be my buddy saying where the hell are you at and it is so
1: um go see your buddy and tell him uh to yeah. join
0: me
1: for a coyotes game in three years when we're good
0: <laughs> oh 100 percent. 100 percent. when you guys have a real arena
1: yeah,
0: but yeah, so we do want to thank all of you listeners because honestly none of this has been possible without you guys. I mean nine thousand downloads. I was I did my research. I was gonna be happy with that two years, we we're gonna be at a thousand. I'm not kidding. So to be at you know, approaching ten thousand come the end of the year is uh pretty pretty shocking and we're we're excited for where we've come from and we're excited to where we're going and uh, we, it's it's all because of you, listeners. So we definitely want to thank you guys. And, uh, you know, that said, we do want to thank all of you listeners for tuning in. Be sure to reach out if you're in the junior or collegiate hockey world and wish to get on a future podcast. Also, follow us on Twitter at PHHOfficial or on Instagram to let us know what you think. This is the Pigeon Hockey Podcast with Chris and Steve. Have a great one, hockey fans. And remember, listeners, always clear crease.